I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright, and I'm here with the super millennial David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. Big Dave, how was your weekend? It was good. How was yours? Very good. Very good. You know, this week, I, I, our topic is love. It's a good topic. And today's health huddles, we're actually going to discuss how the mind affects your health. So if you just take a moment and just look at something, just look at anything, the image you see reflects your thoughts. You understand that, right? Yeah. So thoughts create feelings. And when you look out at the world, your view is your subjective reality. This is set through the lens of your programmed identity held in mind. You see something you like, the thoughts, I like this. The feelings you express, this feels good. If you look out in the world and see something you don't like, the thoughts are, I don't like this. The feelings you feel are bad. The key to living in harmony and as you will learn today, your health, and we will discuss this in detail, is how these feelings are experienced and expressed. If the feel-good feelings and emotions are not allowed to express, in other words, you try to hold on to the good feelings and emotions, you create an attachment to the event, and this will create want, which will create a pendulum swing that goes from good to bad. because. The event that you're holding in good has now expectation. And the expectations are not experienced in the future the way you want it to be. You get activated. Now, if you try to avoid the bad feelings and emotions, this means you avoid taking the conflict that triggered the thoughts and bad feeling. If you avoid bringing the conflict to resolution, you will carry the conflict in either resentment or regret. Now, in both the good feelings and the bad feelings scenarios, you are affecting your health. Your thoughts on that so far, David? Yeah, I think that's what we look at certain things. You can hear just within conversations, especially in, you know, uh, talking to somebody at the grocery store, at the gym, you know, whether it's working out, their viewpoints on working out are very different depending on how they look at it. The same thing with groceries. You know, some people, oh, why are you buying that or this, that? You talk to people who are into it. I mean, they understand and it's a very different experience. I think one of the most important things that we teach at Stress Mastery is really understanding the function of the human being, right? So your thoughts from the head, cage mind, are felt as emotions in the body, heart, creation mind. If the feelings and emotions are freely expressed without judgment or attachment, they flow freely through the heart and have a positive impact on your health. See, this state of allowing is awareness. It's being, finding the now. This state is in alignment of your inner and outer world to what is, and this activates the human construct in one, the recuperation system, the nervous systems in the green zone. Two, it activates the vagus nerve, which connects the head brain, heart brain, and gut brain. Three, the mind identity is in presence. You have conscious mind control. You're present. Four, the body 
identity. The body supports the mind and it moves into its natural stasis of recuperation. And five, the identity base is an event awareness and response. So this is really important to understand. It's not what happens. It's how you process what is happening. The outside world cannot make you feel anything. It can activate you. But if you're stuck in feelings, if those feelings and emotions are held in a head cage mind and the ego takes control, these emotions are felt in the body, but instead of flowing through the heart, they're held in the hand and the body, I'm sorry, held in the head and the body supports what is held in mind and the heart locks in the human construct as follows. One, the alarm system, red zone nervous system is activated. Two, this creates the stress loop. So the emotions in the heart is communicating back to the head brain and that is what creates the stress loop. And then three, the mind identity, the ego has conscious mind control. And four, the body identity, the stress network is turned on and your identity base, you're an event, judgment, and reaction. And this state held in the alarm system is the red zone state of restriction, base energy, fear. The stress network holds this state while shutting down all aspects of the wellness network completely. The body can't repair. The body can't utilize fat for fuel. The body cannot digest properly. The body cannot release the feel-good hormones. The body is in disease. So Dave, can you see it? And I'll let you have you touch on this because this state and the thoughts and emotion zaps mental and physical energy, blocks focus, drives behavior and actions in reaction, repression, and defend and attack. And this is not only affecting the quality of your life and your relationships, but as you impose your will on objective reality, try to force your way through life, it is destroying your health. Go ahead, Dave, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, the, the, the way that people, you see them break down, and you mentioned all the time when, they, when like stressful seasons come around, like the holidays and flu and things like that. It, like you said, the people who worry about that seem to always get it. The people who don't, don't. And I remember you said, oh, you're sick again. You must be you, stressing about something. And I used to say, shut up. That's such BS. I don't know when's the last time I got sick now. Now it's yeah. been a while. And, you know, you're in the gym, which I would consider uh, kind of an easy place to get germs and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the easiest place. It's a Petri dish, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. really. And I, I thought about that, and that was just, you know, the mindset of going through there. And the people that I talk to in the gym who are always talking about, like, uh, oh, man, my back this, my arms this, my this, that. Like, they don't know I have, like, my lower back is not the greatest. And, you know, I have certain tweaks. I don't talk about it, you know, dwell on that. But the people who do, they're always getting hurt. And then they're always getting sick. And then they're missing the down. I won't see them for, like, three, four, five days. Yes. What happened? Oh, I got sick. Oh, man, on top of your back issues, on top of this. But that's all they focus and they talk about and not like, yes. oh, I'm, I'm going to take it easier, do anything that they just want to be able to talk about. It's like a, like like gossip, you know, more gossip, yes. gossip. They, their pain or their whatever they're going through, they just want to spread it to other that's people. That's the ego making it an identity, right? And, and the truth is the gym's like a Petri dish, but yet I still <laughs> haven't gotten COVID, right? And yeah. you know I've been exposed to it. My grandson got COVID again. He was over here. This I just haven't gotten it. Will I get it someday? Maybe, but it won't be because I am afraid of getting COVID. 
Because here's a fact. You cannot be healthy and live life from the red zone. It's a fact. If your habitual state is in those low red zone energy, your feeling, your feelings will be built in hopelessness and feelings of helplessness. If your habitual state, remember your habitual state is the state where 95% of your behaviors come from. And if it's in that mid-red zone fear, your feelings will be built in worry and anxiety. And if your habitual state is in that high red zone, your feelings will be built in frustration, want, and overwhelm. These red zone states locks the body in the stress network. And if this is held, this creates a body with upset hormone balance, poor digestion, and this that and this also the state blocks the brain chemicals required for happiness and the the whole the whole thing locks in the stress network damages the immune system that's why you're right you're talking about getting sick you're actually putting yourself in the red zone because your thoughts your body's supporting that and it 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 damages the immune system leaving the body vulnerable to attack you see this is so important to understand your words matter. Your thoughts matter. But the most important thing, your state matters, what you're feeling, right? What you're feeling. And the human being cannot stop stress. Yet, the human being is capable of mastering stress. Absolutely. Your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I think that's the, the, the funny part, how the ego looks for that gap, that weakness, kind of like where to strike. And then once it hits it and you acknowledge it, and then you, like you said, you create that identity, it it literally spreads like a virus. Like one thing hurts, next thing hurts, now you're sick. And now yes. you're mad because you missed your workout. And now you have to miss your diet. And now you're this. And, that. and it just snowballed because just yep. focused on it and talked about it and bonded and get, with that illness. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but what you said is right. They bonded with it because – Let's look at today's world is showing that the state of humanity is in that state of restriction based energy fear. The hu humanity is stuck in the red zone. Now, how do we know this? Let's not look at subjective evidence of how people seem disconnected, arguing. We see people fighting. We see all this stuff, right? Let's not do subjective evidence on this. Let's look at objective evidence. Cardiovascular disease continues to rise to be the number one killer. It's heart disease. You develop heart disease when the, the body's locked in the red zone because you are connected in the stress loop. Also, when the body is stuck in the red zone in a stress network, the blood pressure rises, the heart works harder, and this causes damage. This is what causes arterial damage of the valves of the heart, right? We understand it causes inflammation. So we see that rising. So that's telling you something about humanity. Here's the other thing. Anxiety and depression over the last five to six years has risen to a point of, it seems like it's common now, right? See, when the body is stuck in the red zone, we're saying that it's stuck in this state, the gut brain is cut off. We have three brains, the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain. The gut brain, not only you think digestion, this is why so many people have digestion issues, you would think of that, but it's also the gut brain is the main supplier for serotonin.
when your gut, it's 95% of the serotonin, and that is the, the feel-good chemical the brain needs for your moods to be up. That's what it works. And if your gut brain is cut off, you're not going to have it. And it's going to increase anxiety. You don't have the right chemicals going, right? So we see that rise. Diabetes. Diabetes is on the rise as fast as any other disease because when the body is stuck in the red zone, the pancreas works in overdrive. This is the organ that releases the insulin to support the stress response. And as the adrenals are in this stress state become fatigued, the sugar imbalance affects the brain and cravings for sweets ensue. Now, this cycle eventually creates disruption of the cell's ability to uptake the sugar results in diabetes. And a big marker showing, again, objective, not no subjective stuff of people arguing on reality TV shows or getting in fights at sports events or this, or, or you know, uh, rage, driving, rage, driving out. This is objective. And a big marker showing humanity is stuck in a red zone is the decrease of our lifespan. You see, when the body is stuck in the red zone, the overstressed body, this shortens our telomeres, the end cap of our DNA strands, and this accelerates aging and shortens the lifespan. For the first time in decades, the lifespan is going the other way. So the truth is the body supports whatever is held in mind. So that's objective reality of just looking way humanity is, looking at disease, looking at illnesses, looking at what is happening, because that's telling a story of the state of humanity. Your thoughts, David? You got anything you want to add to that? No, like, like you said, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because now, like, I think a big part of it, and I don't like to demonize, like, social media, but this is just like the vessel where people can connect on a greater scale. So now when you're, you know, status folks, I feel sick, I feel this, I feel that. Man, me too. So let me put a comment. Man, I've been feeling that too. Next sure. thing you know, you've got a group of people saying the same thing. Before it was you talk to your neighbors, you talk to this person, that person, people you interact with, you know, there. But now you can literally kind of, you know, start, start a whirlwind of this from one state to the next country rather than just your neighbors across. And I think that's why. So it's not necessarily like social media is like the, the demon or the devil of it. It's just a vessel that people are using to kind of put this out there and now it's spreading that same way, it validating makes, what they feel. It maintains their state, yeah. right? It, they hold the state longer. Instead of letting go and letting that energy pass through, they hold it. Who holds it? The ego holds it. That's what we mean. The truth. This is truth. The body supports whatever's held in mind. And the more important is this. The body supports who is in control of the mind. That's the best way I'll put it. The ego cannot be in the green zone, people. The worry, anxiety, can't, frustration, anger, fear cannot be in connection of the body's wellness network. Impossible. This is just the way way we, the human being functions and operates. If you are stuck and you are worried all the time and you're anxious all the time and you feel like you can't and you feel frustrated and you're angry and you feel this fear, you are disconnected from your wellness network. You see, stress mastery is tied 
to the total essence of the human being. It is not possible to live life in harmony if these three essences, the biological essence, body, social essence, mind, and spiritual essence, true self, are not brought into union to work together. The mind is set through the programs held. This programmed identity is what builds our daily routine and determines if we are living in a valley, stuck in a red zone, or on a mountain and green zone. And I think it's one of the first things that people have to see because the question was, does the mind affect our health? And my answer is absolutely yes. It's the way we, it's the way we function and operate. Your thoughts, David? Yeah, I think once you start to think that, because I think when people are, are, let's say they are in that current state, they have been saying that they do, they did create kind of a sickness, you know, then you got to start saying the opposite. Like, you know, you want to make a change, so be, save that person you're going to be. That's why I stopped saying, like, oh, man, I'm always tired, or I'm, I'm this, and like, you know. That's and you, the big thing. You get awareness, yeah. right? You don't say it, because remember, we say it every show, the human being is hardwired for behavior. This behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. And what is held in mind is the program identity. This is what sets your reality, how you see the world. And this is held in routine. And this is important. The human being is wired to defend against any threat or loss in life. And life as we see it is our subjective reality, our inner world. So if someone does something against your reality, like cuts in line. You will defend and attack. You cannot stop that. That's the conflict activated. The issue is not the conflict. The issue is when it comes to health is the state. So the human brain is set in looking for the negative. This is what it's looking for. Anything that's not matching, this is the conflict. And again, it's not the problem. It's the negative bias that the ego holds us in when it takes that conflict and creates distortion. It's being stuck in minor frustrations we experience, like cutting in line, bad traffic, a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody cuts in line and upsets you. You don't need to text somebody about it. You don't need to call about it. You don't need to bitch about it outside. You know, you don't need to talk about it when you get home. And it sounds silly because it is silly. Yeah. But that's how the ego survives. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think people hold on to, you know, the little things way too long. And then, you know, why were you late? Sure, that's a valid excuse. Uh, you know, traffic, you know, great. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the situation. You know, when there's you were late, there's traffic, cars, and sure. Oh, there's always an accident. There's always this. Why me? Yes. Why that? Why that? No, it, there, was a, there was an accident. Yes. And then, you know, when people flip the perspective, you always hear it. You know, I got stuck in traffic, but thankfully I wasn't the one in a car accident. That's a whole different gratitude perspective rather than the poor me victim. And when you hear those people talk, those aren't the people who are trying to spread that negativity. They're trying to just acknowledge what was. And more people are stuck in the red zone. And that's why I put the objective reality out there. That's why disease is changing because it's not like people aren't dieting or people aren't joining gyms or people aren't buying health programs or people aren't doing personal development because we can look at that objective reality of trillions of dollars being spent, but it's not changing anything. And the reason is that people don't understand this is how every single human being functions and operates what we're teaching you. 
And for optimal health, those, those five distinct elements, which are in order, it starts with sleep. Give a crap how good you eat exercise if you don't sleep. Water, hydration, number two. Number three is mindset. This is what we're talking about. When we say mindset, it's about moving out of the fixed mindset where the ego is taking control and moving into a growth mindset. That's what it means. Then it's diet and then it's exercise. But that third element of optimal health that I believe is the most important because if you have a negative mind, it also affects sleep, right? It's sleep is number one. And the possibilities of health is lost if you're stuck in that in that red zone. So you guys, David said it. You got to sit down once in a while and ask yourself some better questions. You know, like, what are you stressed out about? What is it? Why? What are your beliefs about stress? Because when people believe that stress is a badge of honor, they're pretty much never going to be healthy. And if people believe that they're victims of stress, they also can't take control. And what are your beliefs about conflict? Do you always believe if somebody's trying to do something to you, they're out to get you, it's coming from outside? And honestly, what is your mindset? What is it built around diet, exercise, health, foods, medicine? What is it? Because if you don't look at this, you have to understand your body supports your mind. I will say it again and again. Every health huddles, we say the same thing. Why? Because this is how we operate. And if you can get it and just slow down a moment, start to look at it. Like David said, he stopped saying things that he would say. That's awareness. It's beginning to see, wow, I get sick every damn September. Why? Because you have the expectation you're going to get sick. You expect to get sick. Yeah. You know? So what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that people don't underestimate the power of just their words because they feel like words are just words. But then they also don't understand the power of your mind and how it just kind of triggers from that. Now, I just said that. Uh, it's not a big deal. I just text that. It's bigger than you think. I remember yes. a long time ago, Lee Kellogg told me that your your mind can't understand like a negative. I'm not getting sick or I'm not this. And so you're still right. putting it out. You're still, instead of focusing on, I am healthy. I'm, Very I'm, good. You know, and I, that moment, I was like, wow. Because I'm saying, I'm not bored. I'm not tired. I'm not this. I'm saying the same things. My ego is just missing out on that not word and saying, oh, he's tired. He's this. He's this. And that's what I felt instead of saying, I'm healthy today. I'm energized today. It's a completely different ballgame. And I never realized that power that I was feeding myself and kind of blocking my ego when I was saying things like that. It, it's so powerful, David. So there's studies, right? We, we, are, we This is not a show on epigenetics. We've done shows like that in the past. It's powerful. But... There's one study where the participants were given a 380 calorie milkshake, right? Now, some of the test subjects were under the pretense that this was a 670 calorie drink, and they were told it was an indulgent, an indulgent shake, something for you to enjoy, 670 calories. The others of the group were told it's a 140 calorie shake. It's a reasonable shake. And though, and it's healthy for you, right? Well, those who drank the fake 620 shake 
had a steeper decline in ghrelin hormone. This is the hormone that, it's your hunger hormone that produces and controls metabolism. And their bodies responded as if they actually drank the higher calories, even though they did it. Mm-hmm. And the other way around, the other ones responded healthfully because they believed it was a healthy shake. I want to tell you something. These are scientific double-blind studies that they do on the power of the mind. Our beliefs set, they, they set our reality, our mind. If you believe that you must eat little to lose weight, you will lose weight when you diet, but the belief will also cause the body to gain weight when you just eat normal. Do you see how powerful that one belief can have? So I think it's so important that people start to really look at what is your belief? And you look at the five elements. What is your belief about sleep, water? What's your belief about a growth mindset? What the things? Because David, when you first started, you thought it was a bunch of hooey. That's a bunch of crap, right? And what's your belief about diet? What's your belief about exercise? Because if you think exercise has to be where you're falling down dead for it to be good, you're not going to last because you can't. the body can't stay like that. Eventually, you burn out and you quit. So talk about that a little bit and how those belief systems. And remember, I went through that when I thought, I don't process carbs. Well, guess what? I process carbs like a champ. You know, 40% <laughs> of my diet is carbohydrates, even as I'm dieting down. You know, it's interesting, Dave. I, I, you know, I'm getting ready for this competition. We're, we're 12 weeks out now. I lost 16 pounds and nobody notices. It's like, I, I told Linda, you realize I lost 16 pounds, right? Think about how much weight that is. Mm-hmm. But I, I lost it over what? A uh, 25-week period? Something like that? Like a half a year, right? Yeah. And, it's, and I'm ripped and I look good. And he's, she's like, you lost six? Yes, I lost 16 pounds. Mm-hmm. You see, but I also know that I could take this down slow and control it. But if I believe that, well, I can't lose... And, I, and that means I'm going to have to diet harder and I'm going to have to cut my calories. You know, think about the belief system and how it affects the body, especially for bodybuilding, correct? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I always get a interesting looks now because, you know, I walk around my arms are fairly veiny and I, I'm pretty fit now, especially Vanessa. You know, and then we walk into like five guys and somebody's always got to say, how do you guys eat like that in state? And it's funny because... Now we're, we're no longer looking at food as, oh, that's bad for you. That's junk food. That's this. We're utilizing in a, in a certain space. So when I eat that, I mean, when you look at the, the macros, because that's what we look at that food as, Sure, it's no longer a good or bad or, you know, unhealthy kind of thing. But you'll hear the people that say it are generally out of shape, you know, or yes. they're, they're feeling guilty for eating the yes. that I am. Yes. And I'm like, no. And then they ask, you know, what do you do with this and that? When I explain that food is food, like it's function over it. Yeah, I mean, it tastes great. I'm not going to say Five Guys doesn't taste fantastic. Burgers are great. But I look at what it's doing to my body and why am I eating? Yes. That's pretty much why you do it with all food. You know, it's like, why are you drinking water over having beers all day or something? Exactly. one does one and one does the other. And if you're looking for something that's going to serve you, all foods in some, in most cases can't serve a place at, at the right time, but you need to understand that. But for me, 
I understand if I looked at that burger and said, this is, this is unhealthy. I feel so guilty about eating this. Whether or not it's not doing anything bad for me, I just put myself in a state where I'm not doing anything good for me now. Now I'm stressed out. Now I'm upset about the food. Oh, man, it's going to throw me off. Absolutely. Now the food became unhealthy. Yes. That's why my cheat days, I don't, you don't hear me. I enjoy the <laughs> hell out of those things, right? Because I yeah. know. So you see, everybody has an identity. That's what sets your reality. But the identity for most has been set from their history in what they do. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a businessman. Or even what's happened to them. I have this disease, that disease, this, you know what I mean? It's so the history or I had a tough childhood or whatever it is. And that identity is always set in your reality. And the challenge that we have is if the outside world doesn't match that programming, that's what creates the conflict that puts us in the red zone. And so one of the most important things in stress mastery is the first tier of coaching that we do is changing your routine. Changing your habits, how you set the day, how you close the day, your diet, your exercise, and how to deal with conflict. That's the first tier is creating those skills. The next tier is all about self-authoring that new identity because that's what David has done. When David's talking now, it's natural because now he doesn't have the 340-pound identity. And so and the challenge is... He lost 135 pounds, but if he didn't change that identity, he would still be carrying the obese identity, and that identity is going to take him back to gaining the weight. Mm -hmm. That's the secret, people. That's the trick. That's how it works. And people always say, you know, the biggest thing, the limited resources that we have as humans are time, your talents, and your energy. Now, I mean by limited resource on your talents is each of us has a purpose, but that doesn't mean you can do everything. You have to have a team, right? Yeah. Well, think about it. If somebody watches simply, and we're not even going to put internet in there. Let's just talk TV. Let's say they watch four hours of TV a day. Not that much, you know, a night, right? Do you know in a 70-year in a life, that's 12 years of watching TV? Must be you know that? Show. I mean, because I, just think about that for a second. Hey, but you don't have time to get up and exercise. You don't have time to learn this stuff that we're teaching you. You don't have time to go into community. You don't have time to start personal development. You don't have time to really get healthy, go to the right doctor. But you will spend 12 years of a 70-year life watching TV. <laughs> now, I didn't even put in texting, social media, right? All the the, the different streaming things that people have it's it's just simple that it's the awareness of understanding this and i think david your message is very powerful now because i did the same thing you did but that was 40 plus years ago and that just shows you that you're not going to go back but you're new you're still it's only been a year and a half you're in your second year and so you can talk because the experience is so raw and new. So I want to congratulate you because I think your teachings are really people. I, I see the feedback we're getting has been amazing because now everybody wants to see your pictures and everybody wants to see what you're all about. But the process you went through, is the same process I went through. We're human beings. doesn't matter. I went through it 42 years ago. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's the same process for everybody listening to this. Yeah. So that's what I got, Dave, what you want to close with. I think that just uh, like it, it sounds 
every time somebody used to say, well, if I could do it, you could do it. I just, shut the hell up. I used to hate hearing that. But yeah. it's true. And, and that's yes. something I tell people now. When I was in high school and I used to buy, like, the, the Jay Cutler magazines and stuff, and YouTube was kind of just starting, there was no transparency in anything. Eat this shake and get ripped. Six right. Six-pack abs in a minute. Like, you buy into that when it's such a big want. Like, that's all I wanted. Like, there was no transparency of, hey, it's going to suck. Hey, you have to diet. Hey, you have to yeah, There's no honesty in the magazine. So yeah. Now when, I, when I'm saying it, it's like, yes, no, you really can do it now. Alone, you don't need to, to, to spend all this money on a coach in your first beginning. To YouTube and TikToks and Instagram yes. and everything. There's so much out there. Our community. Like we're we there free. Or we are compared to where you started, too. Yes. You know? Well, well, I had Dan. Well, that's what so I'm saying. So I had a. That's the know? thing. If you get a good coach, somebody yeah. that really has experience, you have to have the discipline to listen to them, mm-hmm. even if they hurt your feelings and even if yeah. they're hard on you. You have to have that discipline because Dan wasn't nice. But <laughs> if I didn't have Dan, I, I'm not here today. It, There's the no way I go through that. You know? No way. I know that for a fact. Yeah. And he has influenced me on such. A, a spiritual and and level that I can't ever thank him enough. The only way I could thank him is by helping others because that's how much he changed my life. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have him back then, there was no experts in that. Today, though, like you said, you can go to the top experts and go and get their YouTube and learn from them. Yeah, you, you just have to take the time. Yeah, Yes, take the time and do it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Right? Yeah. So, excellent show, David. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, subscribe. Links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired.